Blog Talk Radio. Sponsored by WomenSpeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, you're listening to Marnie's Friends. Welcome to Marnie's Friends, the online training show where experts share insights into aspects of life and leadership that take you from surviving to thriving ASAP. Right now, you are about to discover practical, doable success strategies to shorten your learning curve, increase your productivity, and skyrocket your delight in life. Be sure to thank today's guest by sharing this program via your favorite social media outlets and swing by Marnie.com and give me a shout out too. Now let's get going with today's episode of Marnie's Friends. Hi everybody, welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg and I'm excited to welcome you to another edition of Marnie's Friends. And today I am my own guest. We are right in the middle of speaker booking kickstart. And so we are talking today about the magnetism of hot topics. I'm excited during this next hour to share with you uh, the five things that a hot topic can do for you, who cares about your new topics and just how much they care, the four ways you can maximize every new topic released from this moment forward, the number one topic mistake that speakers make at womenspeakers.com, the number one topic-related thing that planners hate the most, and the power of a signature topic. Again, I am the hostess of WomenSpeakers.com, the largest online director of Christian women speakers in the world. I invite you right now to go over and check that out. If you're a planner, go over and look at all the amazing, over 1,000 speakers, Christian women speakers available to you anytime, night or day. You can reach out to them and they'll get back to you as soon as they can. And uh, if you're a Christian woman speaker, join us. Um, thousands of planners come every year uh, to the site to find their speakers for their upcoming women's events. And it's just such a delight and honor to be the host of this site and to work with all of you guys. I just love it so much and, and feel really honored and blessed for that privilege. I want to start today's uh, training with the five things that a hot topic can do for you. And the reason I'm dedicating a whole program to topics during the Kickstart is because it is uh, it accounts for approximately 50% of the invites that happen at womenspeakers.com happen because of a topic. And so if you have a free listing, that's great. You're, you're up for the other 50% of the bookings that are happening because they're just coming in looking for a speaker close to them um, that looks like they might work, and then they'll reach out to you based on your about section or whatever. But those of you who have paid uh, listings, those of you who are at the speaker level or the featured level, you have the ability to post topics, and topics are huge. So here's the five things a hot topic can do for you, and we're going to follow that up with, um, why it matters so much. So the first one is a hot topic can get you found. The search engines um, are, it's called a spider. They spider all the websites. They go through and they, they have all these little tentacles that go out in uh, lay terms, and they capture the information from all the websites that are out there. And then when someone searches for, let's say, Christian woman speaker, Tennessee uh, friendship. Okay, so it's going to, the, the, the search results that are going to provide the information that the spiders feel like is the most relevant to that search. Well, Christian Women Speakers or womenspeakers.com happens to be a huge site. 
So it's the number one ranked site when you search for Christian women speakers, and it ranks very high when you speak, uh, search for women speakers. Now, the reason it's not number one there is because we weren't trying to be number one there. We aren't uh, speakers for every event. We're Christian women speakers, and so it is number one where it counts. So it's like number four, I think, uh, under women speakers, depending on which search engine we're looking at. So when, you, when they're searching for a Christian woman speaker and then they're searching for a topic title, whatever that topic title is, the search engines are going to search your content, your topics in Christian women speakers. It's going to search your topics and it's going to look at three things. It's going to look for that word in your title, in your keywords section, and in your description. So this is very important is that when you realize that this is a keyword, this is something that planners are asking for. Um, it, during later in the show, I'm going to play you a couple clips from some speakers at womenspeakers.com and have them explain to you how uh, the the best topics that they've got, how speakers are, or how planners are finding them. So when you use your keyword for your special topics in your title, your description, and your keywords, then you're going to be found by the search engines. Now, if you did this at your own site, like um, Marnie.com is actually a pretty big site, but even at my site, it's not nearly as big as Womenspeakers.com. Womenspeakers.com has millions, millions and millions of hits. It's got people going through the pages all day, every day, all night, every night. It's got lots of interactions. It's got emails and, and um, uh, new postings and new photos and new shares happening all day, every day. So womenspeakers.com is a huge site. So search engines love the site. Now, once they get, you, they get the planner to the site, then how does she find you? Well, topics is a huge way. So I want to share a little story, something that happened to me a couple weeks ago, and I missed the opportunity, but I want to use it to explain to you how this works. So a couple of weeks ago, um, there was a news story. I didn't, I'm sorry, I have two stories mixed up here in my head. So a couple of weeks ago, this story is about one of our, our speakers who had a topic about abuse. So she had, she had overcome a life of abuse, and her topic was on that. So a couple of weeks ago, there was a story in the major media about abuse, and one of the major TV stations contacted our speaker through womenspeakers.com to see if they could do an interview. Okay, how did they find her? She's at womenspeakers.com, not a place that a major TV station usually goes looking for an interview. However, because her topic was a direct match with their story, voila, she gets the invite, right? So that's how the topics can help you get found. I have another story to tell you later. That's a backwards story, but I'll hold that. You'll just have to stay tuned for that. Okay, number two of the five things a hot topic can do for you. Number two, a hot topic really proves your credibility. So if you're speaking on topics that are in the mind of the planner, right away immediately you're more credible to that planner. Bottom line, the planner is looking for someone who's talking her talk, who's speaking to her, who's right relevant right this minute because the topic she's interested in is the topic there that you are interested in. Now, can you be that for every planner? Absolutely not, and you shouldn't even try. What you should try to do is get your topics very well hewn so that the planner can find you and connect with you because as soon as she does, bingo, you're in, you're it um, because you already connected with her. Number three, planners search the topics area at womenspeakers.com. Okay, so I want to tell you one of the ways that planners search the topics areas. 
they they don't typically now, now I don't know how every planner searches it, okay? But when I talk to the planners, they typically don't come in and just scroll, 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 looking for a topic that um, that they might someday like to use. They just don't have time for that. However, what they do is they come in and they search the topics to find a title for their own retreat. So now let's say they have a retreat or an event that they're planning. Let's just use the example of a Christmas event, okay? So she's planning a Christmas banquet. She um, has it kind of in her mind, but she needs to come up with a title for this banquet, and she doesn't have a title. So she goes to speakers.com. She goes under the topic. Now, mind you, in this scenario, she's not even looking for a speaker. Right now, she's just looking for a topic, and because you guys have put out there so many awesome topic titles, this has become a search engine just for titles. They're looking for titles. And so she comes, she's going down, she's typed in Christmas, she's looking at all the results that are coming up, and she's like, not finding nothing. Then she types in like Mary, she's looking, looking, oh my goodness, she sees this topic title, and it is perfect. So what does she do then in that moment? First of all, she's like, that's the title I want to use for my event. <laughs> so you guys didn't even know that your titles are being used like that, but they are, because you can't copyright a title. So now, though, you have piqued her interest with your awesome topic. You have piqued her interest. So what is she going to do? She is most likely going to click through to your page and see who came up with that amazing title she's going to now use to name her event. So she gets over to your page. And now if you have done a good job, you have an, a great photo there, your about section is just rocking it. Like she can envision herself right there reading that your first 30 words up from the stage as she introduces you to bring this message that is a perfect fit for what God has put on her heart for her Christmas program. Do you see how this is just a natural progression now? Now either she can't afford a speaker or she can't. Either her program does allow for a speaker or it doesn't. But I'm telling you, if she can, and if it does, she will be contacting the speaker who has given her the topic of her dreams for her event. So working hard on your topic titles is so worth it. Spend time crafting them, wordsmithing them, playing with them until it is like you can see it on a poster. That's how good your title is. A rock star topic title gets the attention of any planner with whom it resonates, and immediately you have the rapport that you could have never had before any other way. Okay, so number four, a great topic, a hot topic can actually become your signature topic. We're going to talk about that later in the hour, so just hang on and just know that sometimes when you come up with a great topic title, all of a sudden, boom, you, you have hit your niche. It's funny because um, I just recently had this happen to me. Um, I have been I have been uh, using the three the three phrases that God gave me in my 30s as my mission statement, which is I exist to encourage women, provide them with practical help, and turn their thoughts toward Jesus. So when He put in my mind and my heart to start WomenSpeakers.com, that fit right in with that mission statement. When He had me develop the Spy Coach Certification Program for Women, that fit right in with that mission statement. Um, when He recently gave me the two words that will be my description, the description of what I do for the rest of my life, I knew that it was right for me because, again, it fit that description, but it really hammered home what my signature talk will be for the rest of my life, which is perspective transformation. So when you go forward with yours, you're going to come up with 
Um, you're going to come up with some really great topic titles. I mean, I've had many topic titles over the years. I've written 13 books. They all have titles that I've spoken on as well. Um, but all of a sudden, for me, when I hit perspective transformation, I realized this is it. This is what I was created to do for the rest of my life. And that may happen to you at some point too. And we are going to talk about this a little bit later. Okay, number five is a terrific hot topic can become a book. Now, this is where it gets surprising. And one of the trainings I did earlier on uh, several years ago was how to tell the difference between a tweet and a book. <laughs> and I'll just do it really fast right here. But a tweet is 140 characters, okay? And then you have a, a, a blog post, which is, which is a blog post would be like 300 to 500 words. Then you have an article, which may be posted in a magazine or something like that. That'd be a thousand words or maybe 1,500 words. And then you would have an Amazon short read, which is going to be uh, less than 10,000 words. And then you would have a full scale book, 50,000 or more words. So what you're looking at here is you're looking at a signature talk or a hot topic that all of a sudden is just, I mean, you're seeing this in you're seeing this word everywhere. This is just, this topic is so hot, it's just everywhere. And it's burning on your heart. And so you create a hot topic about it that you start speaking on or offering it to planners, and it starts taking off. Well, that's great. But the reality is that you have already done all the research. As you speak, you're doing the field testing. As you prepare to speak, you're doing the wordsmithing and the story collection. And a great topic is a great start for a great book. So those are the five things that a hot topic can do for you. Now, I want to go to the next section here, which is who cares about your new topics and just how much they care. So the first one is that when planners search for a topic or they're searching maybe for a holiday. So for example, when, when uh, planners come to womenspeakers.com, the search terms they're using range broadly. They may be searching just for the topic of uh, mentorship, or they may be searching for Christmas, or you know what I mean? They're gonna search for what they wanna search for. They may be searching for a city. Uh, they search for all kinds of things, but they'll typically come and search for something. Um, when they're doing that, they really only care at that moment about the speakers who address their felt need. And if you have a topic that shows up in their search, well, that's the best start you could hope to have. So it's like someone going into a hospital emergency room and they have a broken foot. But instead of the person who could help them with their broken foot, meeting them, the person who helps with heart attacks meets them and takes them in and begins treating them for heart attack symptoms. It doesn't help. Uh, they didn't need that. But this is how womenspeakers.com brings together the speakers with the planners. It's when they begin to search and when you show up as the person who can meet their felt need, which is I need a speaker either in this place or on this topic or on this date. Uh, that's, that's really where, where we shine at womenspeakers.com. We come to the rescue of the planner who is seeking assistance with her program, who needs a speaker for that. Now, when you take the time to wordsmith, to come up with really great topics, to really polish up the descriptions, to really get your about section polished up so that it's just cut and paste for her. And what I mean by that, the about section, envision that on the, on the program and envision her standing in front of her whole audience of women introducing you with those 30 words. 
That's how your about section needs to begin. The 30 words that she'll cut and paste into her program and that she'll use to introduce you. Under those 30 words, give her more. Uh, some introductions actually go on for two or three minutes. Give her all of the content she needs to introduce you because that's exactly what you're doing with her right then. She, you're, you're actually addressing two audiences. So you're addressing her audience. So in her mind, as she's reading your about section, can she envision herself standing on her platform or stage introducing you and having her audience go, oh, wow, this is going to be good? Because if she can't envision herself in that position doing that, she can't invite you, and that's the bottom line. It is your job to polish these up so much that when she's reading them, she's like, oh, perfect, this is ready to go. Because she has like 12,000 other things she has to focus on in doing your job. She was hoping not to have to do your job. So get those really polished up. Now the other part of that then, that's the about section, and that's your introduction to her, but also to her audience. So then the topic, you want to do the exact same thing. Now we don't allow photos for the topic. So just so you know, you can't do a photo for that. But you can get that title really terrific, and you can get the description really wordsmithed, edited, so that it is ready to go. Again, you're going to shoot for about 30 to 50 words on the topic description. Programs don't have endless space. You know, they know they want to put it on one piece of paper. They don't want to have to have a second sheet of paper unless it's a retreat or something. Uh, so you want to get this really down, and you want to imagine. What is the felt need of the person in my audience who's coming to hear this topic? Because if all you tell them is, uh, is fluff about it, or like even what scripture verse you're going to use or passage, that is not where they're going to actually get sold on coming to hear you. So let's say that in her program, in her promotion of her program, she's going to put your photo, your about section, the 30 words, your topic, and its description. And this is how she's going to try to attract people to her event. How good do those have to be? I'm just going to tell you that the speakers who are getting booked have bothered to do these really well. And so can you. That's the beautiful thing here. These are all things that you can do. They're not rocket science. If, you don't, if you're not a good writer, you know, and, and some of the speakers actually aren't great writers. Okay, that's okay. You aren't applying to be a writer. You're applying to be a speaker. But when you provide the written part of your work, have someone who is a writer help you so that it doesn't turn off the planner. Now, it's really pretty important to me that you speak and you write in your own voice. So don't have somebody come in and make you sound like a different person. Like if you're not funny, don't have your about section be funny. Don't have your descriptions be funny. If you're not going to stand up and be funny, then don't do that because unmet expectations will never get you invited back. So they won't get you recommendations and they won't get you invited back. So it's very short for short-lived uh, enjoyment from getting a booking by saying, kind of pretending to be somebody you're not. So when someone edits things for you, don't let them change who you are or how you are, but let them help you write it correctly so that there's not glaring grammatical errors or things like that in it. I hope that makes sense. Okay, I want to move right on here to the four ways you can maximize every new topic released from this moment forward. I love this piece. I, I love living right now. I love living in this season of history where we have all of this technology at our fingertips 
And womenspeakers.com, the site itself, womenspeakers.com, has made this so easy for you. And other sites like Facebook and stuff have made it so easy for us, there's really no excuse not to do it. So the first thing is that whenever you post a new topic at, oh, I'm sorry, whenever you come up with a new topic, when you release a new topic, go to womenspeakers.com and post it. What's going to happen immediately is you're going to hit the front page. So, at a lot, of, you know, when I started WomenSpeakers.com, uh, we've had a lot of different website layouts and everything. But one of the things that speakers told me is they really didn't like that at other at other um, uh, bureaus and things like that, you had to pay extra to get on the front page, and and that it seemed kind of elitist, like they would uh, limit that to certain speakers. And so we've worked really hard at womenspeakers.com to make that front page accessible to everybody. And it really is. It's accessible to all of our contributing uh, speakers. Now, there is a distinction, and maybe I'll pause right here and do the distinction between the free speakers and the paid speakers. So this is technically, uh, um, I don't even know how to say if it's technically a ministry or business. So from God's perspective, this is technically a ministry. From my heart's position, it's technically a ministry. But from the IRS's position, it's technically a business. And from uh, the financial side of things, it has to pay its own way. So there are costs to doing this. Um, we have got constant pro programming costs. I mean, programmers are expensive. Um, we've got hosting costs. We've got marketing costs. There's all kinds of costs that go into keeping this site going. And so what we do is we have two levels of, uh, of speakers available. There's the free level and the paid level. In the paid level, there's two levels there too. The first level is a basic speaker level, which, which has just about, just about as much going for it as the featured. But honestly, the featured level includes all the extra training and boot camps and everything like that, as well as it gets number one rankings in the search results. So it goes featured speakers, uh, profile speakers and then free speakers uh, come in last in the in the search results. So the reason for that is because we do need to pay our bills and because certain people are helping us with that, we do give them the benefit because that's how we stay alive for all the people who have free free ones. And it's just such a it's just such a delight to to, um, to have it. So you can get up once you're a paid speaker, you can get on the front page anytime by posting a new topic. Now. If you go to womenspeakers.com forward slash tutorial, you'll be able to see there how to actually update a topic and post it again. So you don't have to keep coming up with a thousand new topics to get on the front page. You can even use that same topic over and over. Uh, we ask that you don't um, abuse that privilege. Like, for example, don't just sit there and every 30 minutes get on the front page again. Uh, like once a week or once a month, come back and you know, republish something, or when we have a new topic, put it out there. But it's not, you know, it's not really helpful to the whole crew, to the whole gang, if you're dominating the front page. And if that happens, I mean, I haven't seen anybody really do it terrible, but if that would happen, we would just, you know, revoke the privileges for a while. So the goal is that all of you get to be on the front page, not that one of you figures out a way to hire somebody to keep you on the front page at all times. Okay, number two, before we do the next one, we need to ask for week number two, is to share that front page coverage with yourself outlet. So I to do this the other day. It's so cool. So she took a screenshot. Uh, she was on the front page. She took a screenshot and she shared that out to her social media group. And she said, oh, this is on the front page. It was fun to watch. She like, congratulations. Yay. Uh, we need to have you come see. I mean, it's kind of fun. What happens is it puts you forefront in people's minds again that you're a speaker. I uh, don't 
available, and womensecrets.com, and this is one of the things the speakers have been telling me over and over, womensecrets.com just adds a level of credibility and professionalism to your independent speaking ministry, and that is, that is my heart, that is my heart, is to um, help you to get bookings that you could never get on your own, so that's, that's why we do it. Okay, number three, when you launch or publish a new topic, send a quick text, um, personal message to Facebook or email to the planners you've already spoken for, informing them of your hot new topic. Now, again, kind of like naming the front page at WomenSecrets.com, if you do this too much, you will wear out your welcome, and people don't really appreciate that. So don't overdo it, but like even up to four times a year, if you come up with a new topic and you have done what we're talking about here, you have gotten a great topic uh, title, you have words this, you give description down to, you know, it's ready to publish, ready to go, and it's a great topic, um, send it out. Just send them a quick text. You know, an email seems like formal and big, and a letter in the mail seems formal and big, but if you just text them or PM them at Facebook and say, Thinking of you, just let me tell you, know, I have a few topics that I'm doing. You know, and maybe you can come up with a little meme. A meme is a picture of something, or you can even have just like a bright colorful black background and on the top the top have the title and then have the 30 word research right underneath it. But in terms of picture form and attach that, I mean, rock it out. So I think that there's easy ways here for you to really take these new topics and really run with them. The fourth way then is to repost it every few months to renew interest and remind the forgetful. So when you repost it at womenspeakers.com, so you go in, you un, um, you take it off the public view, and then you put it back into public view right away. You're on the front page again. That's how we do that. As soon as you do that, grab that screenshot, share that out to your social networks again. Say, look at this. I'm on the front page again. You know, I mean, this is so easy to do, you guys. It's easy. If there's no extra cost to it, it is just front of mind and, again, build your credibility. And help, help those people who knew you were a speaker but forgot, who knew they should be thinking about their next year's retreat but forgot. Um, you know, right away in that moment, boom, there you are. And this is so important and a key. I want to go on next to the number one topic mistake that speakers make at womenspeakers.com. I can't even tell you how many times this happens. So a speaker goes in, she puts in her new awesome topic title, she puts in her description, and then she leaves the page and nothing happens. So then we get the email that says, you know, why isn't my topic posting? And the answer is because you didn't click the button that says publish this. <laughs> so what happens is a lot of times we'll have ideas and we'll be, you know, working on the topic, but we're not ready to publish it yet. So it actually takes a final step to publish it. You have to, it's just a little button that you press. It's no big deal. You just click it and it says I'm ready to publish this. But if you forget to do that, it won't post. So that's obviously the number one mistake speakers make and it's easy to fix. Then there is one thing that the planners say they hate at womenspeakers.com, and it is when a speaker puts out a great topic title, they click on it, and she's got no description. You guys, don't do that to the planners. 
I mean, here you got a hook, and then you don't have anything to reel her in with. In fact, she spits the hook out of her mouth because she's kind of irritated now. It's like, well, that was a great title, but there's nothing here. Okay, so don't do that. The whole purpose of the topic title is to encourage her to look at more, more about you. What is this topic about? Okay, now who is talking about it? You. What's about the about section? So don't do that. Be sure if you put a topic title out there that you put a topic in there. And um, it's possible that next year we may uh, require that because we had enough feedback from the planners to that hate it so much. So we may actually make that a requirement. At this moment, it is optional, but we'll probably we'll probably just do that for the sake of not irritating planners. And it doesn't really do you much good to have it that way either. Okay. The last thing I want to do right now is um, I want to talk about the power of a signature topic. And like I said, um, my signature topic going forward is going to be perspective transformation. And I have a focus on growth and expansion. But perspective transformation will be mine. Now, I'm just starting this. In fact, I would say weeks into this new direction for me. And I know, but God has seeded it way back when I started doing um, the five post certification program. I remember telling my pastor at the time, if I could only talk about one thing for the rest of my life, it's this. It's, it's success principles, biblical success principles. And um, the perspective transformation is exactly where I will camp for the rest of my life. But, you know, I'll still speak on other things. So the example I wanted to use that you guys are all familiar with that's been, you know, for a long time would be Carol Kent. Now, Carol Kent first came, became aware to me because she wrote up a book called, and uh, I, I got to go to her conference this past, um, and just like this last month. And uh, it was fantastic. And she's been doing this since uh, early 2000, where she's been training and equipping speakers. And just has a, if you guys ever get to go to speak up in Michigan, uh, it happens every early summer, uh, do it. It's just, it's just a wonderful program, and she's just such an amazing person. But she actually launched into her writing career. Um, I'm not sure exactly what her very first book was, but her signature topic is Lay My Isaac Down which came out in 2004, a story about her son. And uh, they, uh, and Carol Kent have one son, and he's like the all-American boy, and, you know, he's just this apple there, I, of course. And um, I, I won't tell the whole story because I want you to read the book, and I want you to get to know Carol if you don't already. But the story takes, takes an amazingly tragic turn, and it goes on and on. I mean, it isn't like one tragic turn and the story's over. The story continues to uh, live on, and it, it changes. And it, it, it I, I, I heard her in California last fall, uh, and 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 I, I thought, man, I've I've heard this same story for how many years, and yet it's like hearing it again for the first time, or maybe even more like putting a warm blanket around on a cold night, a friend, a, a compassion comforting friend who I know well, but is back again comforting me again. So Carol has this uh, signature topic that she does about her son's story and her story of living through that and how God has provided. But in spite of or because of that signature topic, she also has 36 books, 36, and only two of them that I could see, only two of them were directly related to her signature topic. So what is she most frequently asked to speak about, her signature topic? 
But did that limit her? Did it uh, did it shrink her ministry? Did it cause her to lose bookings? Oh my goodness, just the opposite. It actually exploded her ministry. And as she has been willing also to let God flow everything else through her, God has used this faithful servant, Carol Kent, to uh, just to do so much good work in the world and in the kingdom. So I just encourage you that if you if you come to a point where you have a significant topic and you want to begin sharing that significantly, wow, I just don't know if this is the only thing I talk about for the rest of my life. Oh, don't even worry about that. <laughs> it is just fine. If you know, if God has you on a certain topic for a little while or for a long while, that's just fine. So what I want to do right now is I want to play you some clips that um are from some of the speakers at womenspeakers.com. I'm going to start with a clip by Linda Berry. And I will just apologize ahead that the, the, uh, the quality of the recording on a couple of these is not too great. But you will be able to hear it. And uh, Linda is one who has one topic. So let's go ahead and introduce her now. Well, hi, this is Marnie Swedberg. I am the web hostess of womenspeakers.com, and I'm here today with Linda Berry. She's one of our featured speakers, and I'm so excited to introduce you guys to her. Linda, welcome to you. Well, thank you. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here and speak with you and all of your listeners. Well, thank you. And how long have you been with womenspeakers.com? Just a guess. Oh, my goodness. I've been with you probably going on three years. Okay. All right. Great. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I noticed about you, so somebody had asked me yesterday, how are you picking these speakers? And I'm like, God's just leading me around. You know, I mean, I'm not, I don't really have a, a plan. Right. <laughs> but, right. So, uh, but one of the things that just caught my eye about your speaker profile, and I, do, I love so many speaker profiles at womenspeakers.com, but one of the things that I noticed about yours was that you have only one topic, and that's quite unusual. Uh, we've ta- I talked to somebody just earlier this afternoon that had like 12 topics. <laughs> so um, how is it that happy from the heart of God became your one primary topic? Well, you know something, Barney, it's not something that I really chose. I yeah. really feel that I was led by the Lord to speak on this topic because in another life, I worked in the secular environment and literally traveled um, all over the world. And as you very well know, when you're traveling, it's a very private and it can be a very lonely experience from time to time. So I traveled with my Bible and I picked up my Bible one one night and I was reading and I I happened to see a verse that talked about being happy and I thought well I wonder how many verses there really are in the Bible that talks about being happy. So as I went through the Bible over the following months and years, I started underlining and this was about 15 years ago, I started underlining all the scripture in the Bible that had the word happy actually in the text and in the verse. Huh. And that was before the days where you could push a button on your phone (laughs) and find out how many words there are in the Bible that talk about happy. So that's probably why it took such a long time. And when I got through the entire Bible, I realized that there were over 100 verses in the Bible that actually had the word happy in it. And I really didn't know what I, I really didn't have any aspiration to do anything with it. But I was in a group of people and later in life I went Um, I became more involved in ministry. I've been a Christian all my life, knew the Lord all my life, but I I worked in the secular environment. So 
as I got older, I started working more in ministry, and I had someone tell me, well, you need to write a book. And I thought, oh, no, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not a writer. I'm a, I'm a talker. I'm not a writer. And, uh, but anyway, so I thought, well, if I were to write a book, um, who would I want to publish it? And, of course, Zondervan came to mind because they're the largest publisher of scripture in the world. And I thought, well, I had put all this together, and I would kind of formalized it and, and gave it some structure. And I thought, well, I'll contact them and see if they'd be interested. And lo and behold, they wrote me back and said yes, that I would qualify for them to, to print it. And that's how it came about. <laughs> so, oh, that's so beautiful. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's just a work of love and a work of following the Lord. And so that's kind of how I ended up with How to Be Happy uh, from the Heart of God. <laughs> and there are so actually over 100 verses uh, in the book that actually talk about how to be happy. So cool. So how does this actually work with planners then? When you have one topic, do they just call and say or contact you and say, we would like you to speak on this one topic? Or do they sometimes say, well, we have a retreat, and it's not quite on this. Can you make it work? Or how does it actually work out? Well, a little bit of both, because when you, you look at happy, um, there are so many subcategories to that. Well, am I happy in my faith life? Am I happy in my marriage? Am I happy sure. in my job? Am I happy with my physical uh, appearance? Am I happy with my my social network time, my computer time? So happy overlays into every single aspect of our life. And when we look at being happy, exactly what does that mean? Well, for me and in my message, that that happiness comes, uh, you're really truly excited uh, two times in your life, and that's when you're born and then when you find out why you were born. And if you're <laughs> carrying out God's purpose in your life, uh, you can't help but know the joy of the Lord and it does fall into so yeah we tweak it we talk about like if we're in and if a church has a certain goal or something that they're working on whatever they're working on they want to have joy in it and we want to put the joy of the Lord into it so it works very easily if that makes any sense at all it does. It does. And I was just so curious about it, how that actually works. Because, you know, typically um, typically speakers have quite a few topics for planners to uh, choose from. And I think it's just really cool that God just has you focused on this one, uh, this one part of his love for us. Next, I want to introduce you to Jennifer Cattamore. And, um, she um, she's going to actually, before she gets into talking about her topics, I'm going to ask her a question about events. And so I'm going to set this up for you a little bit before I introduce her uh, audio. Uh, the events thing at womenspeakers.com, it's actually another site. It's called womensevents.info. And I started it because I realized that just like there wasn't a place for planners to go and find all the speakers that were available, there also wasn't a place for a planner to go and find all the women's events available to them and so individuals can use women's speakers, or I'm sorry, women's events.info, but also 
women's ministry leaders can go and, you know, maybe they have 30 women or 80 women and they're looking for, instead of doing their own retreat, maybe they want to go to a Beth Moore or a, a Joyce Myers or something like that. And so I began womensevents.info with that in my heart to help them find all of the major women's events that are available to them. So at this point, it's possible for you as a Christian woman speaker to become part of womenspeakers.com and to offer event publicity as for to the planners that have booked you. So like, uh, let's say they bring you in and they're having a, a women's conference in Pennsylvania for 400 women. And you say, well, one of the things that I can do is I can get you free publicity over at womensevents.info. Well, when they look there, they realize, oh my goodness, my event will be right there with all the big events. That's so cool. The bottom minimum requirement is that it has to be for or put on by Christian women for women. And number two, there has to be an anticipated audience of over 100. The final thing is that it cannot be a recurring event that happens every week or every month. So it can't be like your regular women's uh, meeting at your church. This is, this is for the major Christian women's events. And Jennifer and I talk about this before we get into her topic. So here we go. Welcome, this is Marty from womenspeakers.com here today with one of our featured speakers, Jennifer Cadamore. Welcome to you, Jennifer. Well, thank you, Marty. This is a <laughs> already tell. I know. So um, I just love, I'm having so much fun with these. I decided a little bit ago today that I'm just going to have to keep doing these all the time because, you know, I know you because I, I you know, we've known each other at womenspeakers.com forever and you know me, but we've never even had a chance to have a conversation. So I know. <laughs> I know. I wish we were sitting right next to each other, but this is the next best thing. So Next best thing. Yeah. Get to hug each other's next sometime too. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive in because I want to pick your brain a little bit today about your experience as a speaker and as a partner with WomenSpeakers.com. So first of all, um, you utilize events publicity at WomenSpeakers.com, and that's something that I don't see a lot of speakers doing, but I think it's a super option. What, what has been your experience with that? My experience with that has been, actually, it's really interesting because I have had so many people who who want me to use that, who want me to help them promote their events. Right. And I've never had anybody actually say to me, no, we'll handle it all ourselves. Um, you know, we'll take care of all that. They've all been, what, like, they pick my brain, right? And they ask me, well, how can we further do this? How can we utilize everything out there to get the word out? So that's what I do. And then whenever anybody gets on actually to check out, you know, if they're looking for a speaker and they get on there, they can see that. And so um, – that's been my, it's been a very positive experience to use that. Yeah. I actually had somebody who just literally, within the last uh, two months, looked at the speaker site and was just looking for somebody in the area, found me, and was praying what to um, you know, have somebody speak on. And I spoke on truth that day. And so they went right to the site, and it was, it was just perfect. We got matched up perfect. Yeah. So. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's great. And that was my heart. Actually, um, there really wasn't a place online to find all of those events. So as a planner, it's like, well, I want to take my group somewhere, you know, or Bethmore or whatever. And how do I find what the options are available without going to every single major site? But then you've got all these um, local conferences and weekends and stuff going on that are happening all over. But how do I find out about it, you know, as the host? And you guys are a huge way that, that that's, it all makes it work. 
So it's really, I think it's really just a beautiful um, spin on that one. Fantastic job. (laughs) (laughs) It's all God's ideas. I know you know that too. Um, So, so what is one of your most requested topics that you speak on? Um, So I would say the you are beautiful topic. And um, it's something that came out of my own insecurities and Mm -hmm. low self-esteem that I experienced whenever I was younger. And it resonates with every age. And that particular topic, I invite girls ages 11 and up, 10 and up, actually, to come to these conferences. Oh, cool. I want those young girls to get where their worth and value comes from. And that's what that topic teaches. And it also Mm -hmm. teaches about modesty. It teaches them about honoring God with our bodies, with our mouths, everything. So, um, and, and I've had women come up to me who are 75 and they're crying and they're saying, I never knew my worth and value and where it came from. Mm-hmm. Art. But that is one of, it, it just, like I said, it resonates with everybody because everybody can understand insecurities. Everybody can understand low self-esteem mm-hmm. and, and they want to be free of that. And you know what? God wants us to be free of that as well. So that's <laughs> so one of my favorite ones to teach too. Cool. Well, that was Jennifer Catamore. Next, I'm going to introduce you to Marlene Lawson. And by the way, if you're loving these little clips that I'm doing here, the full interviews with these gals are available over at the group page at Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash Christian Women Speakers Directory. And also you can see them at the YouTube page, which is uh, youtube.com forward slash Marnie Swedberg. So here's uh, Marlene Lawson. She is a featured speaker with womenspeakers.com. Um, a couple. Um, I have two books. And a lot of times if people get a hold of the book, then I get asked to speak on that. Sure. Um, but my most recent book is Does This Outfit Make Me Look Fat? Real Women, Real Life, Real Faith. Um, to me, you either you're laughing or crying as a woman because um, <laughs> you know, and we might as well do it together. So, uh, real women, real life, real faith um, is near and dear to me. It's my journey from rules to relationship uh, with Jesus and with other women in the body, and it seems to fit quite a few themes and topics. It seems to be real timely right now. Um, I also, my first book was um, uh, The First Peter Three Girls, Sisterhood of Tragedy, Triumph, and God's Amazing Grace. It's the story of eight other women that I traveled and walked through some horrific relationship, marriage, family issues. I walked with them through those uh, journeys. And um, that tends to be a little more targeted to marriage um, difficulties, marriage preparation. It could it could be for single women um, as well in preparing them for um, the roles that God has called us to. So both of those um, are ones that I get a lot of requests for, as well as um, I always have fun. I love Christmas. And uh, more than just a parade or tis the season to be stressing. And I know the uh, stresses that come with the holiday season. So um, I like to have fun with them. I like to get real. My whole ministry is real. And uh, so um, I just like to connect with women where they're at. Uh, And those three things seem to do that, those three topics. That was Marlene Lawson. Next, I'd like to introduce you to Beth Owens, another featured speaker at womenspeakers.com discussing topics. 
Well, um, you know, it's funny because it seems to kind of go through seasons. Um, Mm -hmm. For about a year, the topic of joy was very, very highly requested. Um, And, of course, you know, sort of different different, um, subtitles, if you will, of the topic of joy. Now, I do have that as one of my topics on the website, and I think I list two or three that go with that. But in, in reality, because I, I have taken that topic and, and when women call, they have a specific uh, detail that they want incorporated. And so I kind of have different versions um, of those three sessions that go along with Joy. Most recently, at the beginning of this year, I wrote a topic um, called Becoming to Christ. And I kind of took it as a spinoff of there's a lot of messages out there about becoming more like Christ and the things that we need to do in our daily Christian walk to continue to be like him and to, and to imitate him. And all of those things are wonderful things. I am, I am all about those things. But I took a spin on this based on God's, you know, pressing on my heart that women, we as daughters of the king, are already becoming to him as in adored by him because of who we are because he lives in us we are already a a plethora of things because we belong to him and yes we need to become more like him and we need to serve and we need to love but we are already um you know these treasures um to him and once i wrote that and offered it um at just a one-day retreat earlier this year um the response from the women that day was so profound that I knew I shouldn't even say I was onto something because it wasn't me. It was what God laid on my heart. I have given that now probably five or six times this year. I am giving it um, at two of the upcoming three events that I have coming up this fall. Um, women need to be reminded who they are instead of hearing that they're not enough and they need to do this more and they, they lack over here. We already who we are because of who he is in us. And that seems to be, that's this, that's what's in season right now. I have a feeling it's going to hang in there for a little bit. So Beautiful, beautiful. Awesome. I have one more speaker's clip, so it's just about a minute long with Beth Bingaman. I'd like to introduce you to Beth Bingaman. Beth has been with WomenSpeakers.com. I don't know how long, Beth, a long time, I think. <laughs> a long time. I think six or seven years. Yeah, yeah. Does that sound just, about right? <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's I know it's been years and years, but um, just love watching your ministry and your heart is always so beautiful. Anytime that we have interacted, I've just always loved your heart so much. Aww. Your heart for women, for Jesus, for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the heart the Lord gave me. I'm grateful. That's that's right. You're being an awesome flow-through vessel for his love to others. And I was curious, you know, what is your most requested topic? My most requested topic is intentional friendships, which was a retreat that a church specifically asked me to do, which covers both mentoring and Christian friendships Mm. between two women. And so I do it in a one day or in a weekend retreat with four or five sessions so that uh, it kind of fits into many different schedules. But that is my number one request all the time. 
Well, this is Marty again, and I hope that you've enjoyed hearing from some of the speakers at womenspeakers.com. We have so many amazing speakers, and you are going to um, just love getting to know them, uh, checking out their topics. And if you're a speaker, I just encourage you to really pray through this topic thing. I wanted to give you five um, quick tips for coming up with a great topic. Um, The first thing, of course, is to start with prayer. It's God's topic after all. And you heard the speakers I was just interviewing. Really give God all the glory for that. And that's where it belongs because as a flow-through vessel for God, um, you know, our purpose is not to generate all this stuff, to come up with it ourselves. We're supposed to be attached to the vine and have his life and love and even his topic ideas flowing through us. So start with prayer and brainstorming with God or brainstorming with God and a couple of his other girls or even a spouse or a ministry partner. And um, even do a Google search. Go ahead and look for some words, for some, some fun combinations of words. Search at womenspeakers.com. What are other people using for topic titles in the same category as you're thinking? Look at Amazon. What are people using for book titles about that topic? Um, Look in the news. What are people using there? So just really start brainstorming. Number two is to speak in benefit and pain points. So instead of um, something very ambiguous, if you can, in the title, address either the thing that the topic is going to do for them or the pain that it's going to relieve, this is a great way to start. Now, every every topic title should not be that way. It can't all be the same, but a lot of times that will help you narrow down to your best topic title. Number three is to be keyword conscious. So remember how we started the program telling you how the Google search engines and all the search engines find the topics is that the word that the person is searching for is in the title, the description, and the keywords at the bottom. And if it's missing in either of those, it may still show up but it's not going to show up as high in the search engine results as it will if all three of those are hit. So just that's the conscious awareness you have to have. Number four, add emotional trigger words. It's just true that all of us, like I described um, Carol Kent's talk, hearing it again, like a warm blanket. You know, when we, when we are emotionally uh, wounded or hurting or needy in a certain way, Having a topic title address our need, and you heard this in some of the titles that were just shared by the speakers I was interviewing. If you can add that emotional trigger word, that's a great way to do it. Number five, then, is to do some simple checks before you lock down your title. Um, Just know that there are no copyright laws on titles of books or movies or different things like that. So just because someone else has written a book by that title or has a topic at womenspeakers.com by that title doesn't mean you can't use it. However, if you can be uh, original, that's always good. Um, check if there's a domain name availability. If it's going to become a signature talk for you, so for instance, my new signature talk, Perspective Transformation, the night that God put that in my heart, and when I say night, it was like middle of the night. He had me up all night. And um, it, when that came to my heart, and I and that, that set of words, Perspective Transformation, came to my mind, came to my heart, and he said, now go buy, the, go buy the URL for it. Go buy the website address. And I was like, yeah, like that's going to be available. Me of little faith. But it was. I was able to buy that amazing set of words. Perspective transformation, really? Like that would still be available in 2018? It was a miracle. But when God has something that he's doing, 
um, he will have the domain name available for you. And it might be that you have to tweak it around just a little bit, but as you do it, guess what? It's going to get better and better. So just, you know, it's something to think about, and it's not necessary for every topic, of course. You don't want to buy domains for every topic, but if it's possibly going to be your signature to uh, topic, yeah, you do. Now, uh, number three then under the simple check is how is that title going to look on a book cover? Once again, it may not become a book, but it may. Um, you've already heard that during the interviews I was just doing with these features because several of them have books by the title of the topics that they're most frequently asked to speak on. So how is it going to look on a book cover? Is it going to work? Is it too long? Is it too, you know, is the word itself too long? How's that going to play out? Uh, number four is test your title. Um, if this is, and this is how I test so many of my new topics. I just kind of throw it out there to somebody. I'm thinking about doing this or that or the other. And I know that it's a great title when the person that I'm talking to, and she would be part of my, you know, my primary audience. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm going to walk up to a man in his 30s and say, you know, is this topic good? But if I'm talking to a gal between, you know, 30 and 75, and, and I'm trying out my title on her, and she says, oh, I can't wait to hear about that, or I need that so bad. I know I'm onto something. But if the response from the person in my target audience is, yeah, I can think of some people who might need that, then I know that I'm not really there yet. So what you're looking for is you're looking for that instant, um, that instant feedback, that says, this is right. This is what God is doing right now. When God gave me perspective transformation, I actually ran it by family members first. And I remember the first two family members I ran it by both said to me, oh my goodness, that so describes you. That is who you are. And that's really what you're looking for. You're looking for people to either say, hmm, so, you know, like, like what kind of examples from your life would you use in a talk like that? Well, that's a red flag. If they're saying they can't even envision you talking about this without some help, uh, you're, it's probably not quite the right fit for you. But if you share your topic title with them, they're like, oh, that sounds so good, or that sounds so like you, or that is so needed, or I can hardly wait to hear you talk about that, then you know you're really on to something. I have just like one minute left here, and I just want to share with you um, that there are a couple extra things that you can do to make your title just really pop. The first one is you can make a promise. Like if you listen to this talk, this is what's going to happen to you. So uh, the talk should make a promise of some kind, the title. The second thing is it could cause intrigue. The talk should actually generate a question. I wonder what I'm going to get out of that, or what would that be about? I'm so curious to hear what she's going to say. And the third one is that it would identify a need that they have. Um, it, would, it would identify either a fear or an area of insecurity. You heard some of this in the interviews we had. Finally, the last one is that it's going to show the specific content that the person wants. It's going to be a how-to, a practical something that they're going to walk away and they're going to feel like they really got it. So today's topic for this program was the magnetism of hot topics. So we've got our emotional word in there, the kind of exciting magnetism type word. Hot is another a great exciting word. And topic is the subject matter. And so hopefully when you came today, because you, you were curious 
how to help magnetize your hot topics. And my heart, my prayer is that during the past hour, you have come to better understand how to do that. This is Marnie Swedberg. It's been a delight being with you. I'll see you again next Wednesday afternoon at Marnie's Friends. And until then, take care and have a great day. Bye-bye.